Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, It's Always Darkest Before the Dawn. gone by, most travelers who visited the great city of London went to see the famous tunnel under the Thames. This tunnel is a large substantial road built in the form of an arc directly under the bed of the river. It was one of the most beautiful and wonderful works that human skill ever succeeded making. The man who planted and built it was one of the gentry of England. His name was Sir Isabard Brunel. He was so humble that he was willing to learn a lesson from a tiny little shipworm. One day, Mr. Brunel visited a shipyard. An old ship was on dry dock being repaired. A quantity of worm-eaten timber had been taken from her sides. 
he picked up one of those pieces of timber and he saw a worm at work boring its way through. If he had been a proud man, he might have thrown the timber aside feeling disgust for the little worm. But this great man was willing to learn from anything that God made, however insignificant it might be. He sat down and he watched the worm at work. He studied carefully the form of the hole it was boring and the thought occurred to him how strong a tunnel would be that would be made in the shape of this hole. When he was asked to build a tunnel under the Thames, he said he thought it could be done. Using the ship worm hole as his model, he undertook to build it and succeeded in the work. Not only did he learn from the lowly worm, he also acknowledged to others that this was where he had gotten the idea. Many would like to be used by the Lord to do great things for him, but few are willing to do the little necessary things that must be done, things that no one sees, things for which there is no praise of men. However, God uses any individual who is willing to be humble and to do the job. He has for them. In order to be a blessing to others, we must forget our own prideful ambitions and be willing to do whatever it is that God has for us. Listen to this beautiful song as Larry Grable sings for us, Follow Me. I travel down a lonely road and no one seemed to care. The burden on my weary back had bowed me to despair. I oft complained to Jesus how folks were treating me. And then I heard him say so tenderly, My feet were all so weary upon the Calvary road. The cross became so heavy, I fell beneath the load. Be faithful, weary pilgrim, the morning I can see. Just lift your cross and follow close to me. I work so hard for Jesus, I often boast and say, I've sacrificed a lot of things to walk the narrow way. I gave up fame and fortune, I'm worth a lot to thee. And then I heard him gently say to me, I left the throne of glory and counted it but loss. My hands were nailed in anger upon a cruel cross. But now we'll make the journey with your hand safe in mine. So lift your cross and follow close to me. Oh Jesus, if I die upon a foreign field someday, would be no more than love demands 
No less I could repay. No greater love hath mortal man than for a friend to die. These are the words he gently spoke to me. If just a cup of water I place within your hand, then just a cup of water is all that I demand. But if by death to living they can thy glory see, I'll take my cross and follow close to thee. You are listening to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday, 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channel 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us the piano this wonderful song, There Is a Redeemer.
as soon as you enter that house in Redlands, California. You feel a quiver running through your stomach and your mouth begins to water. Everywhere you look are tables heaped to the limit and groaning underneath their burden. All manner of steaks and chops, delicious desserts everywhere, just waiting to be eaten. But, should you reach out for one of these attractive plates, Mrs. Erna Clark will come quickly to your side and with a firm hand upon your arm, shake her head saying, Don't touch it. Don't eat any of it. She will smile at your surprise. But your surprise will turn to amazement when you examine those delightful dishes at a closer view. For the sumptuous spread is nothing but solid rock. It all began some years ago when Mrs. Clark came across a piece of petrified log covered with reddish stains resembling a prime rib roast. A teasing thought flashed through her mind. She quickly gathered up a few bits of quartz rock to go with the rock meat and set out her first plate of meat and potatoes. From that moment, she took up her unusual hobby in such places as Hawaii, Panama, Mexico. Interested visitors constantly come to feast with their eyes only. All this reminds us of those words in the Bible, or what man is there of you? whom if his son asks bread will give him a stone. And yet, there is one just as cruel, just as deceiving, as that where the longing hunger of your soul is concerned. He spreads a fine table, plays the honorable host, but when your poor soul would have its fill, there is unspeakable disappointment. Who could be so cruel? The Bible pictures him as your enemy, the father of all lies, the serpent of all treachery and deceit, and one who can transform himself into an angel of light, Satan, the devil himself. His table is loaded with promise, but provides nothing. When the pleasures he offers are gone, the soul knows it's been exposed only to rock meat. How different the spiritual feast the Lord Jesus Christ offers to those who receive Him as their Savior. How satisfying is the peace and joy that comes from trusting Him. When we see the things He provides for us and have taste of His goodness, we know the truth of His Word. Listen now as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing this beautiful song for us entitled, Forever. Oh, 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ. On which day was the Lord Jesus Christ crucified? John chapter number 19, verse 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was a preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. On which day was the Lord Jesus Christ crucified? Wednesday? Thursday? Friday? Since tradition believes and teaches the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified on a Friday, many individuals blindly accept this fact. Even some powerful Bible teachers and pastors have accepted the traditional day of his crucifixion being Friday. Hence, tradition calls it Good Friday. 
the church, the body of Christ, does not have a religious calendar. Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 to verse 18. There are no good days or holy days. The church is not spiritual Israel. Israel had a God-given religious calendar, which originally had seven feasts. The feast of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, weeks or Pentecost, trumpet, atonement, tabernacles, and then the weekly Sabbath, Friday 6 p.m. to Saturday 6 p.m. Later, the nation of Israel added two additional feast days, Hanukkah or Purim. Matthew chapter 12, verse 38. Then a certain of the scribes of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. The scribes and Pharisees asked the Lord Jesus Christ for a sign. Notice they only call him Master. The nation of Israel was a nation born in signs, Exodus chapter 4, and they continually sought after signs, 1 Corinthians one twenty-two. The sign he will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. And as Jonah was in the belly of that great fish for three days and in three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Matthew chapter 12, verses 39 and verse 40. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas or Jonah. For Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now just a reminder in the day which the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. By nine o'clock in the morning, he's on the cross. From 12 noon to 3 p.m., there was darkness. At 3 p.m., the Lord Jesus Christ's seventh and final saying from the cross, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, and he gave up the ghost. 6 p.m. would begin a new day. So Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus would have less than three hours to receive permission from Pilate to take the body of Christ from the cross and then to bury it. And we're going to talk more about this later. We have the testimony of the ladies. Again, what we're trying to figure out is which day was he crucified? Someone said, well, it was Friday because that's what tradition teaches. Isn't it somewhere in the Bible? No, we've got to look to the Word of God and study it. The testimony of the ladies, beginning in Luke chapter 23, verses 54 to verse 56. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the woman also which came with him from Galilee followed after, and they beheld the sepulcher and how the body and how his body was laid. And they returned, and they prepared spices and ointments, and they rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. The ladies followed, and they watched how the body of Christ was prepared by Joseph, Arimathea, and Nicodemus. Thought, according to the testimony of God's words, the ladies returned, they prepared spices and ointments, and then rested the Sabbath day. If the Sabbath day is a reference to the weekly Sabbath, it was to set to begin within and less than three hours. Actually, less than that when you consider everything that transpired before the actual burial of Christ. How could the ladies watch what was going on, behold the sepulcher, return home, prepare the spices and ointments, and still rest on the Sabbath day? What about the testimony of the Pharisees demanding of Pilate for the Roman soldiers to guard the tomb? Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 to 64. 
Now the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure unto the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Following the death of Lord Jesus Christ, the first few hours, even the first nights, there were absolutely no Roman soldiers or guards guarding the tomb. The tomb was unguarded. And it was not the Lord's disciples, it was not Pilate, it was not the Roman soldiers who would demand for Roman guards, it was the Pharisees. It was not on the same day, but the following day, when the Pharisees and the chief priests went to Pilate to make requests for the Roman soldiers. So if you believe a Friday crucifixion, then sometime on Saturday, which by the way would be their weekly Sabbath, they made a request to Pilate. And they knew about the third day. They were concerned about the third day. They weren't concerned about the first day. They were concerned about the third day. And if the guards were just approved and appointed on sometime Saturday, they literally would have only actually been there one day. So, Lord willing, next week we're going to continue looking on this and studying, giving you the evidence. There is eternal evidence to show you the day of the week that the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. So if you have any questions about this study, please contact me at the Altoona Bible Church, Pastor Stewart. The church's phone number is area code 814-942-2131 or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. It is so important that we study God's Word, that we see the truth of God's Word, that we live for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted him, you need to trust him right now, right where you're at, before it is eternally too late. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the